0: Sunday morning, y'all. How y'all doing? Alright, welcome Haven Church. Got some folks out, something something bad's going around, some stomach things, so hopefully y'all have that, you know, but so Becky's out, so keep her in your prayers as uh, she stays home, hope she's watching this morning, you know. So get well soon, Becky. Alright, y'all ready to shout it out with us this morning? unstoppable God let your glory go on and on impossible things in your name they shall be done freedom conquered all our chains undone sin defeated Jesus is overcome see triumph when the third day dawn darkness was denied and the storm was gone come on unstoppable god let your glory go on and on impossible things in your name they shall be done God, let your glory go on and so impossible things in your name they shall be
1: done.
0: Come on, that's possible. Jesus our God unstoppable. Nothing shall be impossible. Your kingdom reigns unstoppable. You shall show praise forevermore. Jesus our God unstoppable. Nothing shall be impossible. Your kingdom reigns We'll shout your praise forevermore. Jesus, our God, unstoppable.
1: Unstoppable
0: God, let your glory go on and on. things, in your name they shall be done. Unstoppable God, let your glory go on and on. Impossible things, in your name they shall be done. What has he done? He has done great things Lifted up Defeated the grave, raised to life. Here I find my rest, and without you
1: I fall apart. You're the one
0: who guides my heart.
1: Come
0: on. Lord, I need you. Oh, I need every hour I need you my one defense my righteousness oh God how I need you where sin runs deep your grace is more where grace is found is where you are and where you are lord i am free holiness is christ in me yes where you are lord i am free holiness is christ in me song to rise to you when temptation comes my way and when I cannot stand I'll fall on you Jesus you're my hope and stay and when I cannot stand I'll fall on you Jesus, you're my hope and stay. God, how I need
2: God, in the uh, quietness of this room or wherever we are today, I just, um, just want to come to you and, and um, just as we are, in the areas that are that are broken, that's where we are. just just be present. today. Be present in our praise, in our worship, and um, whatever's out there or that's in the mind that we just can't get rid of, let's just trust in you and recognize that God is able, that you're able. Today we're going to talk about worship, but God, I don't want to just talk about it. Let's do it. And so we're just going to worship and praise you during the remainder of this time today. And hopefully this becomes something normal, not just when we talk about it. So, God, just right now, fill this place, Holy Spirit. We are your servants, and we're just open to you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. All right, everyone. Um, I'm just like uh, our children can head to our Sunday School Shoreline ministry right now. But everybody else, just uh, greet one another and say hello. Hello everyone. Don't know what to say if I said hello, do you? Okay, because you do that good morning thing. Um, good to see people here today. Thank you very much. Um, we just want to go over a few announcements, um, but before we do that, welcome to anyone who's visiting with us today. We hope you'll feel at home and welcome um, and just uh, want you to relax. And just um, God, we, we just believe, I believe every time uh, I believe in the scripture that where two or three are gathered, so is the presence of God. So God's here in our midst, and um, and we want to welcome you. We want to welcome Church Online, and uh, we're glad. Um, I know uh, as a pre-prayer, I uh, pray for uh, Emma Gail. She had her wisdom teeth out, and she looks like she's storing nuts for the winter. And, uh, you know, right now she's got real big chicken cheeks um, and not feeling too well. So um, just uh, lift her up and mommy as she uh, goes ahead and, and takes care of her today as well. Um, you can see our membership will be coming up uh, Sunday, uh, May 20th, um, if you'd like to find out more about Haven. And it doesn't mean that if you go to that, you're locked in, and we lock you away until you sign on the dotted line and say, yes, I swear I'll become a Havenite. Um, no, um, it's, just, it's an information thing that gives you a chance to connect to uh, Haven and, and just find out what's going on here and why we exist in the first place. A um, couple other things um, that we can see here, Dining for Women, uh, this, that's this Thursday, right? May 3rd. Can you believe this week is May already? So um, May 3rd, um, you got to be a, a, a woman, right? Yes. And there you go. That's why it's dining for women. Um, so, but they have a great time, and it's their Cinco de Mayo party that you have there. Um, Haven Youth, we, we talked about that. Um, you can see some of the uh, new stuff here. They're going to do the team building thing. We showed that video last uh, week. But if you'd like to uh, um, find out more information, youth at havencc.org. You can um, Terry and, or Jennifer Legolo will go ahead and connect with that. Anything else I need to add to that? Are we good there? Oh, clipboards. There are in the front. So there's a clipboard that you can send around. And it should be um, in each aisle. I think there's one down there. Just please send that around. All right. Um, hey, uh, our Haiti trip. Okay. So um, our Haiti trip today is going to... Uh, oh, good. We, we do have someone. There we go. The plane, the chain... Oh, look how far we've gotten. We are to Richmond. All right, so we got from here to Richmond. There you go. Thank you very much. Mackenzie, she is our our plane girl today. There we go. Um, John thought he was going to have to be, so he's thankful. Um, But thank you. Again, people will be with baskets at the doors or outside so that you can go ahead and contribute to that. Is it $10 a chain, right? $10 a chain. You can buy all of them if you want, and we would love for that. There's like $14. 1,000 miles, and that would be awesome. Um, but uh, we're getting there closer. We're at Richmond now, but still still got a way. Let's uh, keep on moving, uh, maybe get to Raleigh, North Carolina, taking a basketball game, and then maybe Miami. I get dressed like Sonny Crockett. so we'll get there, all right? Um, so we'd love for you to uh, and thank you for all your fundraiser there. Also, a fundraiser that ex- had yesterday and also today, the trailers out there. Um, Lou LaRoe, right? Okay, uh, and they're going to be out there, how long today, from 12 to 4 today? Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Also, uh, 31 oh, and 31 too. Okay, so if you don't go out there today and change, then I will buy a pair and wear them next week. All right? So <laughs> every, hey, we just got to Haiti. Okay, there we go. So, um, but uh, no, seriously, I know people really like those, so you want to go ahead and connect there. So, All right. Community Kitchen, this Friday, the 4th, um, I, there was a clipboard around somewhere, but um, I know that they, is Joanne here today? I did not see her today, but if you have other information, haven-helping-hands at havencc.org if you want to connect, and also with the, with the stackers as well. Okay, um, Paris Foundation, May 20th, we'll be serving again. Are we good, or we have some more up? Okay, there's still some opportunities. So um, opportunities here means that you can serve and help out with Paris Foundation. If you never have been part of that, it's a great ministry. I challenge you to definitely, definitely go ahead and do that. All right. I do want to share, and I want to thank those of you who came out uh, with us this week. Um, the Haven Worship Team and um, led worship, and I went over and spoke at um, at Northeast United Methodist Church for a revival that we had there. Got a chance to um, celebrate with some. Cornerstones in my life, uh, John Hobbs and Kenny Davis. And um, so we had, we had a, a, a good time and worshiped uh, worship there. But it's been a busy week. We also want to continue to lift uh, Ginny and Nikki and Lexi um, in your prayers. As um, This uh, Wednesday, uh, Tuesday, we had the service for uh, Ginny's daughter, Sharon, um, who died very suddenly. And her daughter's Nikki. Nikki is 19 and Lexi is, I believe, 15, uh, 16. 16. So um, you can imagine um, a huge jolt to that family, but continue to lift them in your prayers, all right? Um, other prayers. June asked for prayers for her best friend, Debbie, who lost her husband last night. Also for Sharon, her granddaughter, who goes for a test for cervical cancer this week. Um, for my mother, Joanne Cohen, prayers for my father. He's in, Connie Cohen is in rehab um, for, um, for physical rehab. Um, Praise that his blood count is up. And thanks for all the prayers and um, greetings of love from Haven for both of them. Patty has asked for prayers. Please keep Susie and Steve um, ewing in the prayers. They lost a f- uh, their family dog to a brain tumor yesterday. okay, so we with them prayer. Um, Jennifer Lagullo, prayers for Mark Duggar battling cancer that is not responding to treatment and going to Johns Hopkins for clinical trials next week. Please also pray for his wife and their three kids as well. All right? Do we have any others to lift up in prayers? Well, Go ahead. Go back here. Yes, Kitty had, um, Comer had her niece. New surgery. And Debbie's family, Debbie's mother-in-law, passed away. Did you have one? The Wilson family, continue them in prayers. Yes. Okay, what was his name? Perry Lots. Perry okay, passed away, so we want to lift him in prayers. And I know you guys heard like a little, nice little cry back there. I think we got that little baby back there, right? Congrats. There's a new addition back there to Haven Family. All right. There we go, see? She's happy now, so that's good. All right, so anything else that we need to lift up in prayers? Yes. Okay, so lift up Richard um hepron hepron right richard in prayers as well yes i just wanted to say uh continued
1: prayers for the jadick family riley was released
2: from AI bay children's hospital um but she still can't really have this birth because of transmission of germ okay like that. for the jadick family let them be all right let's go before the lord with all these and so many other things god here we are uh today in your presence once again and um, so, God, uh, regardless of what the week throws at us, we know that you never change; that you're consistent through all things. Um, just taking time now to thank you for um, for all that you've given us. Um, to that we uh, mainly that you gave us breath today, that we can be here. But we recognize that others have lost that battle, um, and in some ways, those who know you have won the victory. And so God, we just ask that you be with families that deal with loss for those who deal with sickness and and pain and suffering and um surgeries and all, all those things lord and um and so we're here today to connect to you and worship you we're here to um to just receive what you would have for and so during the remainder of this time, God, we want to take some time now and continue worship through your tithe and our offerings. And we give back to you as just thank you for the many blessings you've given to us, to so many others around this world. It, as we went through the list of, of what we call announcements, I'd be remiss if we didn't just say these aren't announcements, these are ministries. These are things that you've called our church to. And, and I, I find it incredibly awesome that you've called this church and, and me as a, as a follower of you, as your child, to these ministries. So God, as we give back, multiply and use them, not here for our kingdom, not so, so we can put up a haven franchise or anything, but God, just so that we can lift high the name of Jesus. We love you, Lord. The rest of this time is yours. Get me out of the way. Get all of us out of the way. Let's focus on you. In Christ's name, amen.
3: You were word at the beginning, one with God the Lord most high, your hidden glory in creation. great. Your love was greater. And what could separate us now? What a wonderful name it is. What a wonderful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a wonderful name to this what a wonderful day you. The veil tore before you. You silenced me now.
0: Good morning. Today, I'll be reading God's word from Isaiah, chapter 38, verses 18 and 19, New International Version. For the grave cannot praise you. Death cannot sing your praise. Those who go down to the pit cannot hope for your faithfulness. The living, the living, they praise you, as I am doing today. Parents, tell their children about your faithfulness. This is the word of the Lord.
2: Right, how you doing? Good. Ready for some fresh air? Good. When, how many opened up your windows sometime the, like yesterday? or the, Did it feel good? Nice little fresh air in there. So that's what we've been talking about. Today we are talking about love is in the air. And part of me wants to sing that song, but I won't, I promise. Okay. Um, so we are in, the, um, in a series which is based off of this book, which is written by Pastor Chris Hodges called Fresh Air. And... Um, trading spiritual obligation for life-altering, energizing experience in everyday relationship with God. Um, it doesn't matter what we're in the middle of in life. Sometimes it stuff just gets stale. Like you remember the first time you ha- had you had that job that you thought you loved and you went and it was exciting and fantastic, and then you were there for about five years and you're like. Ugh right sometimes we just need fresh air sometimes it's the same way you remember when you first became a christian um if you became a christian you first became a christian you were at this excitement and this joy and then somewhere along the line it just kind of went right so we are talking about this and um and today i just want to share with you first of all our theme verse for this series if you'll look up here with me at one of the screens and you can check it out. This day I call heaven and earth as witnesses against you that I have set before you. You have a choice. We've talked about a choice. That was week one. A choice between life and death. Life and death. Between blessings and? Now choose life. Life. We started this whole thing by talking about how um, that we have this, this uh Fresh air, this wind that that gets in our sails. And we gave a boating illustration from a place around the equator called the doldrums where the winds just make it so you just kind of hang out. And many people long before motorized uh, boats ended up just getting in there and dying. Um, And so some of us may feel that way in our faith journey. Some of us may feel that way in in our marriages, in our work, in our life, um, by being a parent or by being a child, whatever it may be. Somewhere in our lives, we kind of feel that we are in the doldrums at certain points. And so what we want to do in this series is really look at some of the skills that can help us escape the doldrums to have fresh air, fresh air. Now, we all have felt that, as I said, at times, and today we're going to talk about worship and we're going to talk about breathing fresh air into our relationships, into all our relationships. Like, for instance, you may honor God, and particularly we're going to talk about the relationship with God. Many of us may honor God, we may have respect for God, we may say, Here you are, God. But some of us, because of church life, because of experience, that we may not just enjoy being around God. We may not even enjoy loving God because it seems so distant. How do we express our love for God? Well, originally, church is the avenue for us to express our love to God. And over the years, I've got to tell you, I've been in the church since I was a kid, since I was born. Um, I've been a pastor coming up on 22, 23 years. And I got to tell you, in the midst of this, there have been times more so than not, that I've been part of a church service that was supposed to express my love for God, and all it did was express my boredom with the situation. Anybody with me? Um, I share with you one time where my dad and I were at a clergy event. You figure if there's a lot of clergy around, that that should be at least some somewhat worshipable. Sometimes it's the opposite. It was the most boring, ridiculous thing I said. People were chanting, saying poems and everything. And I'm not a poem kind of guy, just to let you know. I'm not one of those guys who people read poems and I go, wow. I'm the guy you read poems and I go, what? Okay, that's where I am. Sorry, it's me. Um, If you like poems, that's cool. You can do that. But they were doing all this kind of stuff and they were playing like they, they would do something and hit this drum and go, boom, boom. I was waiting for the casting to come in. It was like a funeral dirge to me. And I looked in the back, and they had this, like, big, like, sculpture of Jesus back there. And he had his hands lifted up, and his face looked completely. And I elbowed my dad, and I said, look in the back. Jesus is even miserable on this one. So, so there's been times. I am, I've also been someone known to find fun in absolutely everything. So if it's something that you're going to get in trouble, don't sit next to me if, I, if I'm there. So... Um, but several things that we see, for so many of us, we have probably been part of churches, and we may have grown up in churches that may have taught us the Bible really well, may have had good studies, but when it came to the worship thing, we were pretty bored. Am I right? Anybody ever been bored in a church service? Right? Okay. Anybody like, oh my gosh, just, you know, can we just put it over now? I'm done. Uh, Jesus, please come before the service is over. Um, and so, you know, like I've seen people that will go... I, mean, I remember this one time, there was this, there was this pastor, and I wasn't there, I heard the story, um, but the pastor had a habit. We all have our habits, right? We all have our little clicks. we know that. You could probably go back, I, thankfully the, the uh, video team doesn't go back into every sermon and pull out something that I've done and put it in a loop, because that would be really, really hilarious. Um, so, but some, there was a pastor who, whose thing to start church every week was, God bless you for coming to church. God bless you. God bless you for coming to church. And at that, at that moment when the beginning of the music stopped and the pastor stood up, someone sneezed really loud, like they had to sneeze, and the pastor went, God bless you for coming to church today. And everybody roared laughing because it actually matched this time. Someone sneezed uh, in the midst of that. I've, I've talked before about being in a church where somebody, after everything the pastor said, was, thank you, Lord bless him, Lord, thank you, Lord. I remember one time he said, the pastor said, you're going to burn in hell. And the person went, thank you, Lord. And I went, what? Thank you, Lord, we're going to burn in hell? (laughs) You know. And so um, we end up in these areas. And honestly, if we're really honest, and I want us to be honest, that there have been times where I've sat in church and been like, I can't wait to get out of here to go have some fun because the world's more fun at times, right? That's one of the things that we embrace that that there's more stuff that the world has that just is more enjoyable, more enjoyable. And yet when we look at Isaiah 38:18 through 19, here's what it says here, "For the grave cannot praise you. Death cannot sing your praise." Those who go down in the pit cannot hope for your faithfulness. The living. Look, at what I say, anytime you see in Scripture where they say something once or twice, they really want to tell you. The living. The living. They praise you. It's those who, who live that praise you. Jesus reminded us that if we stop, then the rocks will cry out. And sometimes you can hear them when I've been in some churches where, you, where the Spirit's moving and people are like... And you hear a rock go, hallelujah. You know what I mean? So... What we're talking about here is worship, and our worship many times needs fresh air into it. Worship is not just a church service, and there's two points that I want to share with you today. I'm going to share one now, and I'll get the other one later, but the first thing that we ask is, what is the proper way to worship God? Now, how we exist now in our, in our choice, remember last week I was talking about that we have too many choices in life? Uh, we also do in worship. And, and basically, we look at worship like anything else. We say, well, I'd like an organ. I'd like a guitar. I'd like this. I'd like somebody who, who dresses down. I want somebody robed with a pontifat. I want this. And we go down our own checklist, and we basically say that the style of worship and the traditions are to each their own. And so we made worship about us when it's not about us. If worship is love-expressed, love expressed, then it should be expressed to the one that it's for. In other words, if worship is love expressed to God, then we need to learn to express love to God in worship the way He likes it, not what we like. Because there's all the time, I remember um, certain things when I tell my dad "Ah," early on, I didn't like that. And he'd say, well, when you get to church, you can do what you want. But as we look through scripture, God God tells us what we need to do and how we need to worship him. So for instance, if you love someone, you don't give them expressions of love what you like. Like if I came home to Melissa on her anniversary this year and said, guess what? Say what? You're never going to guess what? She's going to say, no, no, what is it? I got the greatest gift. What is it? I bought us Eagle season tickets. <laughs> She'd say, what is wrong with you? You better find somebody else to go. She could care less. Me, on the other hand, it would move her up on the list in my life if she can get any higher. You see, you, see, you can't love by what you want, but by the way you, that person wants to be loved. That means that you have to meet someone's needs in love. To say that this is my style or this is what I like in worship is simply selfish and it takes us back to saying, making ourselves God in that whole thing. You know, There was a book written by Dr. Gary Gary Chapman many years ago. I've talked about it before. It's one of the most awesome, fascinating um, books ever and actually you can go to number five love languages and you can actually look it up online and take the test in a couple minutes. and he divides our love languages that everybody has. And if you're in a relationship, I, I definitely say you need, both need to look this up. And you, you find out that there are five things that we express our love back and forth to. For instance, for some, and, and we, they rank them on a scale, but usually number one is how you receive love. For some, it's acts of service, that you get love just by doing, just by doing things, and, 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 you know, giving and, and helping, helping out at parish Foundation or, or making dinner for someone or, or those kind of things. You, you get acts of service. Other people like quality time. That The best thing you can do is just spend time with someone to tell them that they're loved and feel loved. Some of you like gift giving, and I'm thankful that that's not Melissa's love language, but some of you like to get gifts. It doesn't mean that you have to buy brand new cars, like, like you're dating Oprah. Um, it, you know, it means that you sometimes just like a, like a flower here or a card there, something just as an expression of this. Words of affirmation, that's my love languages, words of affirmation. So like, data boys, I'm good, you know what I mean? I'm good for a long while. Um, and then others are physical touch. It doesn't just mean uh, sexual intimacy. It just means that, that they like the power of touch. You, you know, and it's really funny, that's Melissa. She might hit me. She's not here today, though. That's okay. Um, but that's, that's hers. And so I have to be cognizant about that because when we took the test, physical touch for me was 0. 0.0, okay? That's what it was for me because if I hear that she loves me, I'm good. If she hears that I love her, she needs an affirmation like a hand-holding or... Uh, you know, scratching her back or, what, or whatever, just a, a brush on her hair. For me, I have to work at that. If I said, hey, love you, babe. See you in a week. She would be wanting and needing love. She said that to me. I'm good for a year. You know what I mean? And, and so we, we relate to love in different ways. And you need to know this for your kids, too. I know my kids. There's different things. There's some kids, if I buy them something, man, they are. Dad is the best for life. You know, if I if I say, good job, Judah is like, he gets it from his mommy. He's touched, man. He like, every night, give you a hug and kiss. That's all you just did. Yeah, but I want to give you another one. I'm like, okay, that's good. You gave me one like a week ago. I'm good. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> hug on your mom she's the touchy feeling one, not me you know what I mean and so but you got to know that with your kids you got to know that there's certain children that if you just go ahead and you give them affirmation and tell them how proud of you are that's going to mean it. You could buy them every gift in the world, but if they their love language is quality time and you're giving them all gifts and you're spending not an ounce of time with them, you are telling them you don't love them and so it's important to know these love languages so when we look at this if if God what we need to know is God has a love language too. God has a love language and his love language is worship. Is worship. Worship is not for us. It's not for our purpose, it's for him. Here we are here for the scripture tells us that you are here for God's pleasure and glory. God is an emotional God. I challenge you to go through the scriptures and find out where God is not emotional. He's mad, he's happy, He's just, he's righteous, He has his joy as my strength. God is emotional, is emotional. And so how do we find out? How do we find out where God's love language is? Well, in a little book that just so happens to be the biggest book in Scripture called the Psalms. The Psalms is God's love language book. And you realize that worship is the only thing that we still do in heaven that we do here on earth. Bible studies are gone right they're gone um we don't get we don't have to tithe anymore we don't have to we don't have to do gifts of service. What we do in heaven is worship, so if you don't like it here he- heaven's going to be miserable for you. hate to tell you because that's what's going to happen and so how do we know god's love language now I want to tell you. Some of the times, and every once in a while, you'll hear me throw out some original language. We've done Greek for the New Testament and Hebrew for the Old Testament. Today in the book of Psalms, I'm going to do just that because we lose things in translation. For instance, the word for this love language for God in worship is called praise, right? And in in English, we have one word. What's it called? Praise. Praise. We say praise. In Hebrew, I'm going to give you seven of these, seven of these that we translate praise that means something completely different. Sometimes they mean opposite of what we're saying. But I want to show you exactly what God's love language is today. Does that sound cool? Okay. So I'm just telling you, this is like once you pass go, you collect, and you collect $200, you're in. So once you hear this, you can never go back. All right? So here we are. Um, okay. So we're going through seven Hebrew words, even though we have one in English. Uh, so let's look here. Where am I? Okay, let's start here. The very first one. The very first one on your sheet is halal. Halal. It means to rave, to boast, or to celebrate, clamously foolish. Okay? To rave. Anybody know what a rave is? Right? So they say there's lights. Okay? To boast. Woo! You God to celebrate. Anybody know how to celebrate? Celebrate. Yeah, Yeah. okay. To clamorously be clamorously foolish. Right? It's where we get our term hallelujah. How many say hallelujah? hallelujah? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In other words, what we are saying is Hallel El, meaning God, that we are we are. Being clamorously foolish to God, woo! Celebrating God, yeah! Celebrate, woo! God is wild and crazy, and God wants us to be wild and crazy for Him. Let's look at what it says in Psalm 22, verse 26: "They who seek the Lord will hallel him." Wow! Yeah, God, you go, God, you demand, God, woo! God, God, woo! Lift it up, God, woo! God. So when you say hallelujah, which me made a churchy term, it, it doesn't mean you're clamorously foolish. You get to rave. <laughs> God, woo!
1: Yeah,
2: right? Oh, just put your seatbelt on. It's getting worse. Okay. <laughs> here we go. So that's our first one. God is wild and crazy and wants a rave for him. Heaven's gonna be a big rave. How about that? Never heard that before, have you? Okay, here we go. Next one yada. Yada. There you go. Hey, I like it. Go ahead. Somebody's excited. Yada, yada. everybody say yada. yada. There you go, yada. Yada means to acknowledge in public with extended hands. Now, some, of, some people are from a background where, like, if somebody's here, they're having a Pentecostal fit, right? Like, if their hand's up here, they're out in the spirit. Some of you were like, if I raise my hand I'm gonna be struck with lightning. No way I'm doing that. No holy roller here. Hands together. Hands together. And we do this worship posture. Mm-hmm. I never see in scripture. Stick your hands in your pocket and talk about God. Whew. I'm gonna rave this way. Right now. No one ever does that. Yada means to lift your hands. Lift your hands to God. Lift your hands. It's got the same kind of meaning of like when you're a little kid. When a little kid walks over to you. A little kid walks over. Come here, Lincoln. Come here, buddy. Come here. I'm going to pick you up. I'm going to pick you up. Come here. Come here. I'm going to pick you up. I'm going to pick you up. Yeah, look what he did. did you see what he did? What did he do? Good job. Did you like that? Thank you, buddy. Let's do it again. Ready? Here, I'm gonna, come here, come here. Come here. Let me pick you up again. See that? Pick the hands up. He did it every time. He wants to be lifted up. Good job, bud. There you go. All right. So what we see here. What we see here is this means like a little kid picked me up. It also is like when a touchdown occurs. Woo, touchdown. Touchdown, that means it's good, right? Even in Australian rules football, they do that thing, right? They do that kind of thing. Um, Or when we cheer. How many of you ever cheered and you just go, yes, right? Your hand, something about naturally, your hands just go up, don't they? Like if you just go here, you don't go, yes, yes, no, they go up. They go up all the time. So, we, and we stick them up. Like if somebody said, stick them up, you go. So there's a vulnerable aspect to that as well. See what I mean? All that is wrapped into yada. Everybody say yada. Yada, yada, yada. yada. There we go, okay. All right, yada, what does it say in Psalm 138, verse one? I will yada, O Lord, with all my heart. I will lift my hands, woo, with all my heart. With all my heart. With all my heart. Okay. I will yada. As we look, the next word. Next word. I don't know whether our former president even knew this, but it is the term barak. Barak. And it means to, it's praise, but it means to bless by kneeling or bowing. In other words, what it means is to present yourself to God. To present yourself by kneeling and just bowing kneeling before God and showing honor and and glory in Barak. Barak. Look at what it says in Psalm 103. Psalm 103 says here, Barak, Barak, the Lord, O my soul, and all my inmost being, praise his holy name. In other words, present myself to the Lord, O my soul, and everything that is in me, praise his holy name. Then it says, Barak the Lord, my soul, and forget not his benefits. Who, who forget, and then you get the promises when you barak yourself and worship before the Lord. He forgives your sins, He heals all your diseases, he redeems your life from the pit, he crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things, so that your youth is renewed like eagles. And the Lord and the Lord will work for justice for the oppression. When we He's compassionate. And everything else. When we Barak ourselves. Everybody say Barak. barak. All right. There we go. Next one. Zamar. Everybody say Zamar. 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 I'm going to ask um, the worship team to come up right now. They're going to help me with this one. Zamar. And you're going to help me too. But I just, I just drafted them today. They just know that. Okay. So here we go. All right. Zamar means making music to God And making music to God with strings. So some people may say, I don't know why they got one of them guitars in the church. (laughs) Never had a guitar when Peter was walking around with him, right? Well, God likes it. That's why. God loves strings. There's been times where, I mean, I remember one time I went out to uh, Saddleback Church, and they had... um, it's so a young church, two people who were starting a church in inner city, I think it was Queens, New York. And they got on stage, and then they started rapping. And I really realized how old I was at that moment. I went, what is this? <gasps> how dare you in church? You know, one of those kind of things like, ah, what, oh, this is awful to my ears. And then I started to realize, wait a second, it ain't about me. I may not like it, but God does. God does. God likes it loud. I hate to ruin, I hate to tell you, but let's go to Psalm 150. It's not in your bulletin, but I'm, I want you to look this up later. It says, praise the Lord. And this is where it's saying, zamar. Zamar the Lord. Zamar God in his sanctuary. Zamar him with, in his mighty heavens. Zamar him with his acts of power. Zamar him with surpassing greatness. Now, here we go. Do you have a trumpet on that thing by any chance? Okay, cool. All right. So here it goes. Zamar him with a sounding trumpet. Hey, give me a little time. Oh, sorry.
3: <laughs> okay.
2: Unscripted. Hey, hey haven unscripted. Okay. I'll jump to the next one. When you get the trumpet, you let me know. Praise him with the harp and the lyre. Now that's just strings. That's what they had then. Okay, give it. You'll be a harp. There you go. All right. All right. Just Praise on. him. You got it? We got anything? Got nothing. Got nothing. There it is. There you go. There we go. All right, there we go. Here, go ahead. All right, there we go. Okay, now praise him with the timbrel, which is a tambourine. Oh, hit it. Go ahead, Michelle. There you go. Everybody together now, you guys. Oh. All right. And this is your turn. Get up. The timbrel and dancing. Oh, yeah. You thought you were going to sit there watching? watch. There you go. Right. Praise him with the strings. All right, we got that. And here you go. You ready, Justin? Praise him with a class of cymbals. There you go. Oh, wait. It says it again. Praise him. Praise Him with resounding cymbals. There you go. Everybody gather now. Come on.
1: Everybody.
2: You ain't dancing. You ain't dancing. That sounded horrible. Okay, you guys are good. Thank you. If you came, it's just your first week to church. Please come back. Um, that sounded awful, didn't it? it but God loves it. God loves it. Some of us like, uh. some of us were were raised in an environment where hey, we gotta be quiet before the Lord. God's like, excuse me, you love me sitting there going, no, I want loud. God, God would turn up his his uh, speakers and be like, boom, 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 boom. The God, heaven's gonna be rocking if you get upset about. About worship, he's like, up louder, about me. It's about me, right? That's God. I'm not writing it. He is. Some of the crap my kids listen to, I'm like, that's disgusting. I don't even know what they're saying. Do they need to go to the hospital? I don't know. I don't like it. They do for some weird reason. But guess what? There's some things in worship I don't like, but it ain't about me. It's about God's love language, not yours or mine. And so basically, God doesn't care what you like. He's like, it's about me for once here. It's about me. Praise him with symbols. I've had so many people like, man, the symbols are loud. Yeah, God likes it. That's going to be my, just to let you know, that's my answer from now I, I don't like it either, but God does. Talk to him. He wrote it down. I don't think he's changing it anytime soon. God loves it loud. So we have this. He, he freaked people out and said loud, resounding symbols. Some of us came to went to churches and grew up where people said, if you dance, you're going to go to hell. Well, I guess we'll meet David there, won't we? Because he stripped down almost naked and danced around. Psalm 92, 1. Says. It is good to zamar the Lord and make music to your name, O Most High. Number five, shabak. Everybody say shabak. You're not going to like this one if you didn't like that last one. To address in a loud tone, to shout. God likes to shout. Ready? Here we go. One, two, three. Yeah, God's still unhappy. Ready? One, two, three. Okay, now pretend your children didn't do anything you wanted them to do for a week. Ready? One, two, three. A little bit better. Okay, a little bit better. God likes a shout. If you look at whenever they went into battle, they would give a shout of praise. They would go ahead and do this shabak. That's what they did. And when they did that, walls fell down. Oh, and praise the Lord. Some of you, the reason why there's walls and there's stuff built around your life is because you haven't shabak the Lord in a long time, maybe ever. You haven't shouted with praise to the God. You haven't gone, wow, God, yeah! See, that was good. God's like, that's my boy, right? Here we go. And you know what? A lot of us shop and in other things in life. I'll show you a video clip from February.
1: Brady under pressure.
0: Escapes the sack. No. Launching one for the end zone is a
1: jump ball and it's in the play. And Grock was there. Yes! and time Yes! Yes! Woo! Yes! 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 Eagles. Yes! 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 Down
3: goes Brady. Yes! Woo! Woo! Yes!
4: Oh my gosh. Oh my god
1: there you go, Bill, you're
4: done!
2: <laughs> oh, my God. Did we win yet? <laughs> All right. As you can tell, Judah's learning what it's like to be an Eagles fan. Uh, <laughs> you know what you guys just saw there? You saw worship. You saw worship. Sorry, Laura. Laurie's a Patriots fan, sorry. Okay. <laughs> you saw worship right there, right? That was a shout. Wasn't that a shout? That was a shout. It was quiet. I thought, oh, no, we're going to catch it. They're going to catch it. But there was a shout. It was a shabak of praise. Did you see how it got contagious that my kids started running around with it too? Maybe we just need to shout to the Lord a lot more. And so maybe we just need people to go ahead and catch what God has for us while we start shouting for him you know there's a lot of loud voices out there shouting trying to drown us out we need to shout shout to the Lord all the earth Shabbat to the Lord Shabbat to the Lord all the earth look at what it says here in Psalm 63 because your love is better than life my lips will glorify you I will shabak you as long as I live, and your name, in your name, I will lift up my hands. That puts the other ones in there. I will shabak you. God's love language is loud. It's loud. It's loud. All right, and here we go. Uh, Todah. Everybody say Toda. Now, this is similar to one that we had before with yada, but this one is lift our hands in adoration. The other one, we were like, yes, celebration, Right? But this one, probably the best illustration I can say, is it's like a funnel. It's in adoration, God, give me what you have. Whatever you have for me, God, here I am. I'm open, give it to me. And so it's kind of like a funnel. God's spirit and the gifts that he has for you, it's going to funnel through you when you're just open hands. Open hands, just give to me what, what you need. So if we look at it from this verse, in Psalm 50, verse 23, it says, He who offers todah, glorifies um, glorifies me, and to him that orders his conversation aright, I will show the salvation. God likes it when we say, here I am, fill me up. Fill me up. This is love God's way, not Jack's. I didn't sit here and say, how can I mess with everybody's worship, including my own? This is God's love language. This is the way we tell him we love him. Last one. tequila, not tequila. Some of you were like, I found my verse in scripture now. <laughs> tequila. Okay, no. Um, it means exuberant singing. Exuberant singing. And look at this verse. This is kind of funny considering what I just said. I will extol the Lord at all times. His tequila, not tequila, will always be on my lips. Okay. So let's look. Loud instruments, shouting, dancing, singing, um, hands up, uh, yelling, raving. To me, it sounds more like a Saturday event than it does a Sunday. To me, it sounds more like a sporting event than it does a church service. And that just tells me how far our worship has gone from what God does. Sometimes we even wonder why God doesn't come into our praise. Maybe because we're not telling him in our actions that we love him. Maybe we're like, I was saying, Melissa, if I just said, hey, you go, girl. And I'm telling him the way I want to love him. And he's saying, you're missing it. You're missing it. You're missing it. In all relationships, we need to discover our love language. So that we can have fresh air in those. How do we love God? Well, here's my second thought. Remember, I told you I had two. My second thought is this. We, as I displayed in that video, we are already worshiping something. We are already doing these things with others. We are already celebrating. We are already acknowledging in public with lifted hands. Uh, We are already blessing by kneeling or bowing. We are already making um, music. We are already... Shouting, we are already lifting our hands. Here we go, come here. Um, We are already exuberantly singing to something else. So basically, we're giving our love away to something else. Is it God? If it's not, then what is it? So, in finishing this in the next few minutes, I want to do a worship checkup. We're going to check on, see how we're doing, because every, uh, as John Hobbs said the other night, every. Every message should have a take home. We should always have something to apply to our lives. And that's simply this. If I do my worship checkup, check it can be passionate about God or passionate about stuff or something else. Look what it says in Mark chapter 12. This is how Jesus said it. He said, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. So there's three things as we wind down today that I want to share with you about worship and about our worship checkup. First thing we need to look at is how am I expressing my my affection to God? Because the first thing was, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with your soul. That is expressing our affection to God. Or are my affections going somewhere else? Think about it this way. A lot of us will say, you know, well, I love God in my heart. I love God in my heart. Imagine how... How successful my marriage would be Is if I just told Melissa Well you know I love you in my heart I don't have to do anything else I love you in my heart Oh know it's real I do love you in my heart And you just left it there Left it right there You see God She, she wants my affection too She needs my affection too God wants your affection He needs your affection Yet, often I think we're more worried about what other people think than about the one who we're supposed to be giving the love to. The one who gave us the ultimate love, we shouldn't be concerned about what others think. Like, for instance, if I'm holding hands with my wife walking down the road and, some, and somebody comes up, I don't snatch my hand away and go, I do love you in my heart. I just don't, I care about other people thinking I'm really ooey-gooey. Right? You see, David got it. And and here's the good thing. David was a complete wreck. David's life was a mess, but he got it. He got, and he understood. He was in love with God. Yeah, he messed up, and that's comforting to me to know that I don't have to be perfect to love God. But when he messed up, he was repentant, and he knew God's love language. He did them all. He understood how to love God, and God called him a man after his own heart. Sometimes I think we look at that as a man who followed after his heart, but sometimes I think God recognized he's a person, he's a man who's searching after my heart because he knows my love language. David wrote many of the Psalms. There's a reason for that. He understood how God loved to be loved. So when we look at this and how do we check up whether our our affection to God, well, what do I love most? Be honest with yourself. What do I love most? Or what do I love more? You can put it that way. Number two. So it's love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. So my mind now. Focus my attention on God. Worship with my mind. One of the main reasons we come in here and we don't fully worship and we don't celebrate God's love language this way is because our minds are elsewhere. I know there's times that I come home and just life is difficult and busy and crazy and I'm there but I'm not there. Anybody relate? I'm there present, everything's going around me but I'm not engaged. Some of us, that's what happens there. You think about what you worship. What is on your mind is what's in your heart, and it's what you worship. Just sit with that all week. What you think about is what you worship. It's what draws attention to us. It may be sports. It may be our kids. It may be our spouse. It may be um, our job. It may be, um, you know, I I don't know. So many of us put so much other stuff there that we're always thinking about what we have to do. It might be our calendars. We may worship our calendars more than God. It may be the next thing they put on an advertisement on TV. That's what we think about. If it's shopping, that's all we're going to think about. I can't wait to get out of church to go shopping. There's a, there's a I don't know, some kind of sale somewhere, right? You are just thinking about that. We're thinking about it all the time. What we think about all the time is what we really worship. So what do you think about most? Do you think about God? Do you think about others? You think about golf, like I know some people who think so much about golf, they've got five minutes and like, I can go hit some, I can go hit some balls at the range. You know why? Because they worship it, because they love it more than anything else in their lives. You can find it out by looking at a couple things. Look at your calendar and then look at your checkbook. There's ways you can find out what you do. Last one. With all your strength, what does that mean? It means using my abilities for God with all your strength. When you serve God, it's an act of worship. I've known people who've done some of the the weirdest, craziest jobs in service in churches and in ministry. And I've looked at them and said, how in the world do you do that? And they say, oh, this is great. Are you kidding me? This is awesome. I connect to God so much through here. And I feel so awesome giving back to somebody who's less fortunate. So basically, if you don't serve you don't worship God. You tell him you don't love him. You see, Melissa, as I said, her, her, uh, her love language is, is the affection and the physical touch. But that's not all she needs. She doesn't just need me, she not need kissy boy coming in and kissing on her all the time. She needs the lawn boy at times too. She needs the, lawn, the, the trash boy to go outside and do some stuff. She needs the one who's going to be father to the kids and get after them. When they aren't doing the stuff that she told them to do. You know what I mean? I can't just be like, oh, kissy, kissy. And meanwhile, the dishes and the trash and everything's all up. And she's like, I'm like, oh, I love you. Kissy, kissy. Because eventually she's going to be like, get away from me. You disgust me. <laughs> Move that trash. And then we'll talk about something. OK? Then you can come kiss on me. All right? You have an awesome opportunity that when you go to work tomorrow, to worship. Because Scripture tells us whatever you do, do it for the Lord. Your work is a service. The way you work, the way you approach work is an act of worship to God. Is an act of worship to God. So what are you asking the question here? Here it is. What do I do most? What do I do most? Every week we've been given fresh air principles, and this is no different. Fresh air principle number four. We're going to go to Proverbs chapter 3, verse 6. And it says, in everything you do, put God where? First. And he will direct you and crown your efforts with success. What is our principle this week in worship? Put God first. I'm not saying you don't love God. I'm not saying I don't love God. I'm just saying if I'm honest, God ain't, ain't first. Not the way I worship, God's not first. Not the way I live my life, God is not first. One thing God hates you know, if anybody likes Talladega Nights, God said first. If you're not first, you're last. God doesn't want to, if, you're, if God's not first in your life, then he says, I'm last. You need to move God up to the top of the list. How do you do that? Through worship. Through worship in every atmosphere. Everybody good? Let's stand up. Take right. and, and bake. Okay, All right. Let's just pray right now, God. Um, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your word that um, that challenges us, not that just makes us feel good, but your word that gives us homework, it gives us opportunity to go ahead and and as the old saying goes, get a checkup from the neck up and begin to to say, why am I going crazy? over a football game. And I'm keeping that from you here. So, Lord, um, during the remainder of this time, uh, just um, help us to express our love to you. Let it not be a purse-packing song that we're just packing stuff up and ready to go on to the next thing. But God, let us just stop and worship you as you love in your love language so many needs, so many concerns, so many things that are here. Uh, it's isn't to beat any of us up, God, but this is just to draw us closer to you so that we can be like David. Yeah, complete messes in our, in our sin and in our life, but after your heart. God, I want to have a, a love affair with you. I want to have a loving relationship with you. I want to speak your love language because when I speak your love language, you draw closer to me. I, I, I want to I be a funnel of your goodness in my life. I want to shout. I want to dance. And guess what? If somebody says, what are you doing that for? I don't like that. say, yeah, but God does. I don't like it either. Sometimes, God, in order to be in a love relationship, we all do things we don't want to do, but we do things because we love the other person. I love you, God. Sorry when I've just said love you, God, and moved on. May you draw me closer. May you help me love you more. May you help me get over myself and others that don't matter when it's compared to my love relationship with you. So, God, during this time, this last song, the altar's open. And I pray that we will not just look at that will that we'll have the bulletins that we filled in and we will just not only just look at them as something that we just toss away, but that we can just go ahead and, and just rave it up for you and celebrate you. Because you are so good to us. We love you and this is your time. As the altar's open, take our lives. Whether we make an altar at the seat that we're at or right up front to pray with somebody, or whether we're just like decide we're gonna kick it into some some worship, stuff that we learned today. May you find it acceptable. Oh, God, our strength and redeemer. We love you, Daddy. Amen.
0: Forgiveness was bought with the precious blood.
2: Um, just, we receive your love and hopefully you receive ours as we go through this week we know that there's going to be a lot of stuff that's not going to let us free to worship may God we just, just set aside time and worship and if something comes up that's crazy just let us just look at the person and go hallelujah and just freak them out and we'll give you praise we'll give you the praise that we need let's just raise our hands yeah, straight up or let us really mess with them and get up and dance all about you. It's all about you. Help us to return to that heart of worship, the one that David chased after. We love you, God. In Jesus' name we all pray. Amen. Amen. All right. All right. So have a, you have a great week. If you look next week, next week, where everybody knows your name is what we're going to talk about next week. See you next week. Say hi to somebody on the way out. God bless. <laughs> Enjoy any free weather.